Should I say hello and welcome? Should I do the the? the I mean, thing? I mean, like, I, regardless if people show up or not, we're still like doing a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Deep State of Mind podcast. This is our live call-in episode. This is the first time we've tried to do a live stream. Basically, the idea of this episode is that anyone can come into the stream and talk about their favorite conspiracy theory. There was a, there's still an ongoing radio show called Coast to Coast. It was started by a man named Art Bell, who had this idea that there would be no filtering to the call-in process for his radio show. So we got... A lot of very interesting folklore and conspiracy theories through there because just random dudes would call in and they would say the craziest shit. And I really do think that that is like culturally very important. As we mentioned on the last episode, it's not like Rush Limbaugh's podcast where he obviously has like actors to come in and cry for him. Yeah. So in that spirit, anyone, literally anyone, one that sees the uh, the link can just pop yeah. into their browser and join in. Talk about conspiracy theories. Talk about your uh, your pet theory or your folklore or, you know, you saw a ghost once, fall it in, talk about it. Got it up. I've got that link right there. So if someone types in that link and joins and they pop up on my stream here, they're, they're in here. So yeah. when, you know, say, come on and say whatever the fuck you want. Um, I don't know. So, so what should we what should we talk about to fill in the, the gaps until we get someone in here? Man, I guess I can talk about the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> we both we both can talk about the Oklahoma City bombing quite a lot. One of the biggest kind of red herrings of the mysteries of the Oklahoma City bombing is that people focus on the mysterious kind of fabled third co-conspirator. And I don't think that matters. If there was a third guy involved or there wasn't a third guy involved, like that doesn't really matter to me because we're never going to know the identity of it. What does wait, matter to me it, okay, is wait, wait, wait. Fact- so it was it was Timothy and then the one guy who smoked a bunch of fucking meth. Terry Nichols. Terry was the guy who, like, lost his farm or some shit like that. Joined the army, and then after he joined the army, he, like, fucked off to Thailand and, like, left his whole family behind. Right? Am I getting my facts correct? Uh, I think so. I don't know a whole lot about Terry Nichols, because Terry Nichols never really concerned me. Kind of my big thing involving the Oklahoma City bombing is more the cult that McVeigh was involved with, uh, specifically involving Andreas Straussmeier, who was the grandson of a founding member of the Nazi party and sort of bounced between neo-Nazi cults. You know, there were a lot of these violent reactionaries who sort of bounced around separatist groups and militias and cults and this sort of thing. And in the 1980s, there was a plan to bomb the Murrah building, which is the building that was blown up during the Oklahoma City bombing. The 1980s plot to bomb the Murrah building basically was a whole bunch of these guys who were part of this neo-Nazi, not officially neo-Nazi, it's not like they were hanging swastikas, but, you know, white supremacist. But it was, it was, sort of they, were like, they dubbed themselves white separatists. That was what, like, Ruby Ridge, because it started all with Ruby Ridge. Like, none of that shit would have happened without Ruby Ridge, and then Waco, and then OKC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruby Ridge and uh, Waco were really sort of the powder keg moments. A lot of these already existing separatist groups kind of became all the more polarized out of the result of sort of the violent act. Uh, I have this sort of greater, um, I guess, attitude towards how it is possible to choke out and destroy 
um, you know, the alt-right, white separatism, Christian separatism, whatever you like to call it. You know, this is yeah. the sort of things where the ideology is the same. All it changes is a decade and a few terms to describe it. But I think that the best way to do away with these groups is through destroying their propaganda networks. I think that destroying the sort of alt-right pipeline that exists online and through uh, the destruction of their propaganda networks, they really have to have their membership choked out. Once they no longer have new membership, they can sort of wither away. Because the big problem is that, you know, the first thing your mind goes to is that just send in some guys with guns and, you know, fucking send them all to prison. You know, these are people who want to kill innocents and commit terrorist attacks and are just waiting for the ability to do so. But I mean, that's what pisses them off more, though. So really what the thing to do so that you don't have these sort of Waco and Ruby Ridge moments where these groups are further radicalized and further, you know, I mean, they're, they're about as radical as anyone could get, but sort of further pushed towards the concept of violence and war is through sort of a attrition, you know, through mm. slowly choking out their membership and through sort of a very, because I am mostly against government surveillance, but I am for surveilling you know, these kinds of groups of people, you know, just keeping a very, very strong eye on them. And if they seem like they're going to bomb something, then you rush in. But everything beyond that, you just keep an eye on them. You basically use an attrition type approach to remove the radicalization networks. And eventually, over time, these groups will subside. It's just a matter of being able to properly utilize these tools of the state, which aren't going to be properly utilized because law enforcement is rife with people who think like this. Here's my problem, though. I don't fucking trust the, like, yeah, we can survey, like, you know, have surveillance on them, but, like, those fuckers knew about John Wayne Gacy's kids in his basement. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And they didn't do shit. Like, every fucking serial killer ever has been, like, nearly stopped by a cop, but then not stopped by a cop. Like, um, yeah. what was that? I was just thinking about, like, Richard Chase, right? And I, he's not, like, one of the most talked about serial killers because he's fucking disgusting, but he he was a cannibal killer, right? Like, he was severely, like, very, very, very schizophrenic. They fucking saw, like, cops saw Richard Chase, like, sprinting around in the fucking desert, butt-ass naked, covered in blood. And they're like, oh, he's just weird. I mean, it was cow <laughs> blood, right? But still, like, don't you, like, if, I don't know. If I was a cop, I'd be like, hey, I'm yeah. gonna, like, I'm gonna pick you up and take you somewhere because this is weird. They just let him go. Yeah. Uh, and then he went and ate a bunch of people yeah i'm constantly torn between the whole fuck the feds thing and also we should use sort of the state mechanisms used to uh kind of pry into the personal lives of citizens to actually you know get rid of these you know violent groups but at the end of the day the government's never going to do what you want it to do you know i mean even like politicians fucking... earlier in the group chat but politicians they just follow their donors we're just kind of fucked politically yeah i mean well, like all the cops that would come into john wayne gacy's house and be like shit it smells like a dead body in here <laughs> well and then not to mention jeffrey dahmer who got stopped by police like four fucking times and then at one point they just gave jeffrey dahmer back his child so i mean like i don't know because yeah. even even what was it um even like the women, because it was it was it was these women who like were from Dahmer's like apartment complex, right? Mm-hmm. And they were black, and that absolutely has something to do with the cops not taking these women seriously. But they were like, yep. they they were the ones that were like, hey, don't don't let him go back with that guy. And the cops were like, whatever, you're 
not only women, but black, and we're not going to fucking listen to you. We're going to make a bunch of gay jokes and just hand this child, this naked, bleeding child back to Jeffrey Dahmer so he can fucking eat him. Like, it's yeah. it's the most infuriating shit. You might, like, get yeah, super but... into true crime shit and be like, damn, I want to be a detective. And then it's like, no, they all fucking suck, dude, straight up. Yeah, no, it's the fact that human beings as a group are well within their ability to kind of stop horrible things before they happen. But institutions like the police or the FBI are just like, whatever, fuck it, I'm going to sit on my hands. They're, they're like, oh, these people are black or gay. I'm not going to take them seriously. What the fuck ever? Because they well, hire I mean, a bunch of fucking tech woods. I mean, like, if you're, if you are the cops that, like, we're just in this interaction between, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and, you know, what the fuck, like, the kid, right? Like, wouldn't that be, like, your big magic moment to be, like, a nationally renowned super cop? And you just don't because you're a fucking jackass. Like, I don't get it, yeah. you know? What's another one? Fuck. Oh, um, Ted Bundy's girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend, obviously. I think it was the ex that he modeled all of his victims after. Because, you know, he had a type and all that shit. I'm pretty sure she, like, tipped yeah. the police several times. Like, hey, um, I think my ex-boyfriend is the reason all these girls are going missing. And the police were like, whatever. <laughs> you're What's what's another fun serial killer police blunder? Really, every single one. Fuck, I'm trying to think of some more some more fun goofies from the police in a yeah. true crime. Anyway, what was so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should talk about conspiracies. An ATF informant uh, said that she saw Timothy McVeigh with Andreas Straussmeier at Elohim City. Uh, Google all of these names because you will have your mind blown by the fact that these are not included in popular narratives about the Oklahoma City bombing. There are these groups that were just so clearly involved. Like, McVeigh, shortly before doing the bombing, while living in a hotel that is closest to this cult, called the cult and asked for this one specific guy who knew about the original Murrah bombing in the 80s. Like, this is a guy who was part of the group that originally planned to bomb the Murrah building. Basically, um, something that's really common amongst religious terrorists is that if something goes wrong, they take it as a sign that they shouldn't go through with whatever they're doing. Uh, right. Where basically, you know, uh, a bomb you're working on blows up and destroys a guy's hand, and they're like, that's God's way of saying that we shouldn't do it. And that's what happened in the 1980s with a proposed bombing of the Murrah building. And McVeigh could never give a logical response as to why they picked the Murrah building. Uh, because it's based off of um, that god-awful book with the Day of the Rope. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? It, it's a it's a book with a red cover that's just about a neo-Nazi's fantasy of starting a race war and taking over the country. Turner Diaries. Yes, 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 there it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was going to say it's by Turner something. Was modeled after the Turner Diaries, because within a Turner Diaries, there is a almost over-descriptive account of a uh, fertilizer bomb being used to blow up an FBI building, which knocks over the first domino to create sort of the uh, white supremacist, you know, race war destruction of the government. And, right. you know, McVeigh, he, he owned a copy, you know, a copy was found in his possession. Well, it was very obvious. I remember McVeigh was saying like, yeah, it's a cool book. I don't really care about the racist stuff. And he was like, what do you mean? That's the whole book, dude. Like he literally said like, yeah, he literally said, oh yeah, I, I just like the, the, the fiction, not the, the racist stuff. Yeah. I just read Playboy for the fucking journalism. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby Ridge, which was actually a really sad situation, but I mean, like, 
if you hang out with white separatist neo-Nazis, you're probably going to get in trouble, even if you are one. Yeah. The thing about Ruby Ridge is that it's one of those things where truly both sides of the situation were in the wrong. Yeah, you had absolutely. a Fed, and this is an in- incredibly common thing. Uh, it's become even more common with the establishment of the DHS after 9-11, where basically the government will go over to people who are volatile, and they will goad them or prompt them or, you know, repeatedly ask them to do something that is very illegal. Once they agree to do something that is very illegal, then they nab them. They basically sort of take people who are already sort of isolated on the edge of violent radicalization and give them that extra push and then throw them in prison. And that was really an example that was prevalent in Ruby Rich. Because in yeah. Ruby Ridge, basically, you had this uh, neo-Nazi motherfucker. Uh, the feds wanted him, they like targeted him specifically as somebody who they thought would flip so they could get information. So then what they did is they set them him up by saying, hey, can you saw off a few shotguns for me? And then he did that. And then that turned out into the long drawn out shootout where his wife was killed and they didn't even know his wife was fucking dead in the house. So they yeah, kept no, on talking. Um, no, it was really further. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They were like saying on like the megaphones and shit. What was her name? It was like Elaine or something. I don't know, but they kept telling her to come out, but the family's all inside with her dead body. Yeah. And it like could I, I that, can't imagine like the fucking mental torture of that. Yeah. And really it's only a matter of time until we end up with another Ruby Rich because oh, you know, yeah. it's seen because the government apparatus of sort of making making terrorists, really, they take people who who would be terrorists with the proper push and then giving them that push basically the the government you know entrapment is a very specific thing and it's not actually entrapment but they they do what's essentially a stone's throw from entrapment to these people and i think it's only a matter of time until we end up with another ruby ridge scenario that really kind of sets off that powder keg of already existing neo-nazi infrastructure let's recap okay so ruby ridge like pissed off all these like you know far right like two a white separatist types and I think that's when, like, Timothy McVeigh, because he was always a fucking, like, nerd. Always a fucking nerd. They called him Noodle McVeigh. He was selling, like, bumper stickers and shirts at, like, gun conventions and shit like that. Cause, and he was actually, like, making a killing off of it. Yeah. And McVeigh is really a great example of sort of what a would-be terrorist looks like. This is a sort of lanky you know these these are men who do not fit into the traditional roles of masculinity you know they're lanky they're small they're they're you know usually bullied i mean most people are Noodles. bullied at some point in their lives so it, it sounds like bullying makes you into a terrorist but you know these are isolated people where with enough of a push they will do violent acts and you know the country is full of these people and the country is full of these people who have already had like half of a push Right. Well, I mean, they feel, what's the word? Fucking uh, disenfranchised, right? And that's like the whole Proud Boy shtick is like, oh, disenfranchised men who want to be like chivalrous, like manly men and shit like that. You know what I mean? So again, well, I mean, we're already like starting to see like just slowly and slowly. I mean, has it been pretty much confirmed that the the Christmas bombing was like a dude who is all into like 5G far right conspiracies and shit? It hasn't been confirmed enough for me to say that I'm certain, but it, it sounds like sense. it, doesn't it? The logical conclusion of a lot of these sort of fatalistic conspiratorial ideas is to either give up or attack. Like, that is the logical conclusion 
of a lot of these groups. You know, I've, I'm, I'm a bit of a doomer when it comes to sort of uh, domestic terrorism in the modern era. Uh, I thought that there was going to be a lot of bloodshed after the election, and there was. Oh, I was so actually I very like, scared, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, nothing fucking happened, that, though. I mean, obviously, there was, like, on-the-street violence, like, stabbings and shit like that, but it wasn't, like, to the extent... Like, I thought there was going to be a whole fucking, like... The thing I was expecting mass since, shootings, like, honestly. Ever since I read about... I, I think I've already talked to you about this, Gribble. Um, but, basically, Adam Waffen was primed to do another Oklahoma City. They had a number of bombs, including an ammonium nitrate bomb. And what happened was one of the co-conspirators has had a schizophrenic break and shot all of his uh, sort of fellow members. And that was the only thing that yeah. stopped it. So I really do think that we're sort of headed on a crash course towards something similar to Oklahoma City, where Oklahoma City was the natural conclusion of all of those years of paranoia, of sort of the stoking of fear, of sort of these extremist ideologies. And I think that we're headed towards that again. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm I'm not. No, know, I mean, I think I, it makes I sense. I mean, like, I don't I don't really like saying, you know, like, oh, history repeats itself because. I mean, you know, like when the election came around, like everyone's like, oh, it's 2016 all over again. It's like, well, it's not fucking 2016. You know what I mean? So I don't like thinking that way. But I mean, if you kind of just look at the pattern of what led up to OKC, Ruby Ridge, Waco, all these like, you know, smaller events in between leading up to it. So there's probably some fucking psycho out there who's seeing these small little events kind of lining up and that's just going to build up to one big thing. Because I, I think, like, just yeah, the average that... person you talk to, I mean, because we're fucking freaks, right? But if I go tell, like, talk to, like, my mom or just someone in my family and just mention Oklahoma City, like, they're not going to think about Ruby Ridge and Waco, but I am. Because that's what yeah. caused it, pretty much, right? I mean, that was, those were, like, that... the, the accelerating points in Timothy McVeigh's life that brought him to that point. Yeah, and also, the public perception of the Oklahoma City bombing is very much that Timothy McVeigh was an anti-government individual. And yes, he was an yeah. anti-government individual, but it was from a white supremacist framework. He was anti-government because of the ZOG conspiracy theory stuff, which is rooted in the concepts of international Jewry that was the basis of the Nazi party and the Holocaust. You know, well, these are logical progressions. And I think that saying history repeats itself, it's obviously a very shallow phrase. You know, it is it is without sort of a, a, a greater understanding of history as it is. But I think that, you know, the rise and fall of an ideology is very similar. You know, it's, it's sort of past examples. The alt-right can be very much compared to the white separatist movement. I think a big thing about you know, understanding the alt-right modern issues as a whole is to look at past analogs and really take a deep look analyzing their similarities and their differences. And the big difference is that uh, people aren't doing bombings anymore. They're doing mass shootings. You know, uh, uh, a mass shooting is the way to cause maximum violence with the greatest amount of ease, as well as the fact that they're using online radicalization frameworks rather than through these sort of leaflets and these zines and, you know, what have you. And I'm more willing to argue it's easier to execute than, like, a full-scale, yeah. like, bombing. Like, it's way easier, it's just consi- just based on laws and shit like that. Most of the chemicals that go into a powerful bomb, especially one like what happened in Oklahoma City, is that there's a lot more sort of government eyes 
on that sort of thing. If you were to buy, if you didn't own a farm and you bought a ton of ammonium nitrate fertilizer, like 10 different three-letter organizations are knocking on your door tomorrow. You can't stop people who want to commit mass violence. That is simply, you cannot Mm. take away the tools of mass violence to stop mass violence because there will always be a way. Bombs became sort of harder to make, so people turned to mass shootings. And if guns end up getting regulated to the point where mass shootings are no longer viable, it will be gas attacks because you can or just even, pick up um, some Clorox and some ammonia and then you got a, a fucking chemical weapon. You know, like that uh, one that one fact, incel from Canada who did some like real damage with like a U-Haul truck or something like that. The truck attacks, you know, they're mm-hmm. um, I mean, and that's that's and, kind of a thing like this more common in like Europe, too, I believe. Right. No matter sort of the methods available there will be mass violence as long as these extremist ideologies are left unchecked, you know, is mm-hmm. the nat- the natural logical conclusion of these ideologies of, you know, separatism, ethno-nationalism, whatever the fuck it is. It's all neo-Nazism to me. It's just, you know, different names, different faces is that the natural conclusion is violence. Yeah. You know, the natural conclusion is hate crimes. It is terrorism. It is this, that, and the other. And we cannot stop these things through regulating the means through which to commit violence. It is only through a very tactical sort of onslaught towards the way these ideologies recruit people. Okay, there's Famous Horse. Get in this shit. Hey! Hell yeah! yeah. Yes, the stream's like actually working. Like we're actually doing this shit, dog. Switch the audio to my headphones. It's going to turn into an infinite loop. I'm only Whatever 22 and I, I can't I can't drink like I used to and I'm only 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't I can't either. I'm an old man now, so I cannot drink. Like I have like two shots and I'm like tripping over shit. I mean, I'll fucking destroy a pack of uh, like a six pack of white claw, but when it comes to any like spirits, oh, like okay, I'm gone. Okay. Cause like when I was in high school, we used to get this shit called uh, like Vitali. It was like the it was the cheapest vodka you could get for like only ten bucks and it was a big wait, fucking wait, wait, bottle. Wait, which one? Vitali? Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. My sister would always get the bottom shelf vodka, like the ones like that big that were like yeah. fifteen dollars. Oh, like pop off, pop off, pop off, yes, pop off. <laughs> and then what we would do is we would get like uh, there was like a water bottle that had like a Brita filter kind of thing, and we'd put the vodka through it three or four times, and it gets out like all the like th- just the low quality shit that's in that shitty vodka, oh, and it tastes. Oh, you talking about the old the old Brita filter trick? Yeah, the what old the charcoal fuck? Brita filter trick. Yes, Dude, I've never heard of that. Do that with shitty vodka, you can run it through a charcoal filter a couple times, and shitty vodka will taste like mid shelf vodka. Won't taste that good, but it'll I taste mean, better. I mean- Tito's is mid-shelf, you'd say, right? Am I allowed to show this on Twitch, or am I getting in trouble? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of mad, because, like, have you seen mm-hmm. uh, in grocery stores, like, around Christmas time, the little Tito's get, like, little sweaters on the bottles? <laughs> what? <laughs> have you seen no. that? Yeah. No, yeah, I no, like, haven't gone to a grocery store in a long time. The bottle will have, like, a little hoodie on for Jane. Christmas, and I wanted one no. really bad. What? Okay, but here I go. Fuck. All right! <laughs> Fuck, that's right. <laughs> Your reaction was worth it, though. Like, I just... I feel like you, shit now. Yeah, you look like you're about to cry. I am about to cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. If only I had Jaeger. I should have bought Jaeger. If only. If only. Jonah, where are you streaming from this time? This is... You're, you're not in the closet. Yeah, no, this is my uh, my bed. 
Oh, okay. All right, screaming for the bed. Moving on. All right. Think everything's coming up, Jonah. Okay. 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 Let's let's talk about ghosts. Okay, because I don't know about ghosts. I don't know if you saw the stream. Um, I went on with like Kennedy and Bob and those guys, and we were talking about ghosts, and I told them my ghost story. Oh, okay. It was a couple couple weeks ago, but. I, oh, I, yeah, I I'm a true I believer that. in ghosts. Oh hell yeah! So, same same. Joan, are you a true believer in ghosts? No. Uh, I think that there is a distinct possibility that ghosts mm-hmm. exist, and if they okay. do, I have no intention to fuck with them. I don't think so that not, for I'm a fact they yet. definitely exist. Okay. But like, I don't fuck with ghosts. Ghosts don't fuck with me. You know, wow. if they exist, I, mean, I don't want to mess with them. I I have a bit where every time I have on an interview guest, and I've done this to like people who are like kind of prestigious prestigious just ask at the end of the interview always like i ask you guys do you believe in ghosts it's the bit i always do that i i used to like be very skeptical like very agnostic in my belief in ghosts but then i had this like encounter that jonas heard the story a million times but after that day i was like nope they're fucking real i saw them dude hold on that reminds me of the ghost adventures intro it's like I did not believe in the ghosts until I saw a ghost myself. Yeah, dude, they fucking haunted my ass. I was getting like haunted. sleep paralysis and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, it was shit. fucking crazy. I was completely atheistic towards ghosts, and then Gribble uh-huh. told me what happened was Gribble told me their okay. ghost story, and then I looked up the folklore of the area, and the folklore of the area completely aligned with Gribble's ghost story, oh, and I got freaked yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I, I can't remember. There was a study on people who believe in ghosts. And if I remember correctly, basically the, the implication was that the majority of people that believe in ghosts believe in ghosts either because they claim to have seen one or because someone they trust told them a story about them. So that's that's the way most people believe in ghosts, either through seeing it or someone they, they know and trust saying, yeah, I saw a ghost. It fucking sucked. It was scary as hell, man. No, it was it was like really fucked up. <laughs> like I, like actually it was fucked up. I give me the spark notes if you don't mind. I mean, I know okay. this is a call in show, but I do want to hear this. Well, we're just freestyling this shit at this okay, point, honestly. Yeah. We're gonna I think we should title the, the podcast episode when we upload to Spotify just Twitch Freestyle. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so when okay, so <laughs> if anyone has like listened to our podcast, I mentioned mm-hmm. my uncle a lot. <laughs> but basically Uncle Magic. Yeah, so my uncle, he he's the he's the one that like built a Bitcoin miner and then got busted by the by the NSA and like DEA and shit for selling drugs online. But basically, so when I was fourteen, it was this place called Bucota, Washington. So it's it's I want to say like two miles south of Olympia, so maybe like a four to five hour drive south of Seattle. And he was like, hey, I know this guy for Halloween. And he sets up like a, a Halloween haunted house every year. And do, like, do you and your brother, my brother and I are the same age. He was like, okay. do you want to come help set up the haunted house? And I was of like, course. fuck, yeah, that Obviously. sounds really cool, right? This place, Bucota, Washington, it's in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. Bucota. Like it is, it is so no, isolated. No. It's like scary. Yeah, let's Bucota. see. Population 589. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, 589. This is, ooh, I love tiny shitty towns like this. Okay, so we we get there, and so basically the haunted house was going to be set up in a, um you know, like, my middle school had one, but when there's a school and then an auxiliary gym, that's like a completely mm-hmm. separate building, like across the street or something. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so basically the school had been demolished, or 
I don't know. They told me it burned down, but like they didn't. I did. I looked it up and I couldn't find anything about that. Yeah. So, but the auxiliary gym was still there, and that's where the okay. haunted house was set up in. Um, cool. So it was me, my brother, my uncle, my aunt, um, <laughs> and my cousin. So it was it was the five of us, and then it was the mayor's family. <laughs> well, um, it is a small town. Yeah, and then uh, you know the guy who operates the haunted house. So the mayor's family is like really fucking weird, honestly. Um, I've met with a lot of small town mayors before for my old job and they're all fucking weird. Yeah, so the mayor's family was like really fucking weird. What was that? Oh, I was about to say that uh, the mayor of my hometown was my physics teacher and ultimate frisbee coach. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... Some cartoon shit. Um, Okay, so the mayor's family. It was it was the mayor, um, his daughter, and then her son. Just the three of them. But they were like talking to us like super fucking weird. It was obvious, like, because I didn't know anything about Bucota, Washington, before I showed up, right? But I guess the town is like like their claim to fame is like how spooky and haunted it is, and they were like really hyping it up, like, yeah, we see weird shit all the time. And I was like, these people are fucking weird. Basically, like, the history of Bukota, I guess it's, like, there's a prison there, and it was one of the most, like, cruel prisons in the country, oh, like, a lot of prisoner yeah. abuse. So, like, a common sighting is that you can see, like, prisoners and their, like, little, their little prison costume, um, like, in Ooh. windows and shit like that. But the first thing, one of the, the mayor's daughter, the first thing she fucking said to me when I got there was that one time when she went to go check the mail, she saw, like, a car passed by on the road, and it was, like, literally, like, Satan in the car. What? Like, go ahead and everything and i was like this is crazy but yeah so we're setting up the haunted house in this auxiliary gym there's just like a lot of weird shit like um the bathrooms were like at the very front of the building no one would be over there but the lights would turn on which nice. was weird because it was like a light switch like you know it was pushed up but no one was there uh-huh. um all the time uh-huh. you'd hear like feet on the ground it sounded like it was a very specific sound. It was it was like a chi- a child's bare feet running that across is like hardwood ground. Yeah, yeah. Because like I mean, just imagine like in your head like a kid running across a basketball court like uh-huh. on that kind of polished hardwood floor. It was hella that sound. Like you'd hear it behind you all the time, and you'd even hear it above you as if it was like in the attic of the building. All sorts of weird shit like that. Uh, doors would always like fucking slam because you know like nice. in the in the gym we had to set up like Classic. plywood yeah like plywood kind of rooms and stuff like that because yeah, it's for a the, gym. For the actors yeah um and I was an actor I got to be a uh, Jew on the grudge <laughs> I had nice. my own room and everything and I was scared nice. bitches. um doors scared would slam all, all the time eighty nine people yeah um well a lot of people would commute into town. Uh, like the the plywood kind of like DIY doors for the the haunted house, they would the randomly chick. slam and move around and shit. Um, and I kind of just Weird. passed that off as like the weather because the weather yeah. was really bad. Sure. But basically, uh, after our first night of like you know haunting and shit, um, mm-hmm. the guy who operated the the business he asked me if I wanted to see the orbs. <laughs> the, the orbs. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. that could be taken one of two ways uh sexual harassment (laughs) or uh very enthusiastic about ghosts and i was like what the fuck are you talking about so basically you know um it's a haunted house so he had like scare camp set up right um yeah 
and it was it was like yeah. night vision scare cams because on his website i think he i think his, the name the of his thing is it's like spooky nights or some shit like that mm-hmm. but you know he uploads footage of people getting scared right. at his haunted house hell yeah so we went and like saw he had like this um like screen set up so he could see all the cameras at the same time and you know it was like night vision so it was black and white very ghost hunters and we just sat there and just watched the orbs because you'd see them like all over the place and weird like I knew, like, and I was skeptical skeptical about ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching these orbs, and I'm like, these got to be bugs. But they would go completely straight up, com- com- like, all the way down. Like, they would phase through the floor. they do all these, like, flips and twirls and shit like that. So it's like, okay, these aren't bugs. Some shit's Acrobatic going on. And I f- totally forgot to mention the fucking doll. Holy shit. There's a doll involved? Yeah, there's a haunted doll. <laughs> yeah. There's a haunted doll, um, and the mayor's family brought her to me. <laughs> They're so fucking weird. So they brought me this doll, and I always call her Annie. What's her fucking name? Dakota doll. Let me look it up. Okay. Oh, so it's a it's a doll that is well known enough you can Google it. I see. Yeah, and I didn't even know like you could like this learn about thing. this fucking haunted doll on the mm-hmm. internet until I had already seen it. Yeah, that's what made me believe Gribble is the fact that like a bunch of people online talked about all of the phenomena that Gribble saw. Damn. Um, Okay. Fuck, I don't know where the doll's name is. I I always call her Annie, so we're just gonna call her Annie. But they bought me the doll's named Annie. Yeah, we she the mayor's daughter brought me this doll and was like, "This is Annie," and I was like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Um, and the doll would talk to you, and like they even like let Mm -hmm. me hold it. They let no. me hold it, and I looked no. on the back, and it had, like, one of those little Velcro pouches where a battery would go. Mm-hmm. I opened it up, and there's no battery inside, and you can see the wires where the battery was stripped out. And, like, mm-hmm. they told me that they had taken the battery out because And it they still did... talked? Yeah, it still and talked. And you heard it talk? Yes, it would talk to me, dude. So, basically, they told me that, like, there was some, uh, like criteria I had to uh, fulfill while talking to the doll or if the doll talked to me. So basically, if I entered the sure. room that the doll you have was to say in, hello to the doll. I had to say hello. That's the same with all haunted dolls. If you don't say yes. hello, they get mad. Yeah, she, they told me specifically to say hello, and that if she talks to me, I need to reply to her. Like, don't ignore her. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm talking to this doll. I'd walk into the room like, what's up, Annie? How's it? How's it going? But I'd be like working on something, mm-hmm. um, and the doll was maybe about like 20 feet away from me, and it would it would say shit that dolls like that like toy dolls shouldn't say i'd be doing something and be like hey what are you doing over there no i'm not even fucking kidding no it fucking talked to me like i swear in my life it was talking to me and i i would have to reply like what i'm not fucking kidding um but yeah so uh i guess i left that like you know believing in ghosts like i just saw some weird shit immediately after that experience i started having sleep paralysis and it was it was always like the same fucking demon every single time um demon yeah yeah it was a demon like he he had like a fucking goat head and shit but my brother also started seeing weird shit like um Mm -hmm. he started seeing you know visions or apparitions that looked like me like he'd see me walk into the kitchen and get something but i Mm -hmm. like in reality i wasn't even home um that's my ghost story and that's uh that's that's why i believe in ghosts okay so that's why you believe in ghosts that's yeah that is definitely uh some shit yeah it was fucked up yeah kind of background right uh before i was born 
my parents bought this very old house like it was like about like eh, it's like 110 years old now so it was like an old mansion that this like shipping guy owned like a guy who made a lot of money from shipping and it basically was entirely in ruin it was condemned there was like no floors in it so my parents bought it for next to nothing and renovated it right because they're like oh we'll make a lot of money selling this house and uh as they were checking it out like my mom's told me that the first thing she saw because the only one staircase was intact she saw a black shadow just walking up the stairs and for whatever reason my mom decided sure We'll buy this house anyway. And I probably have hundreds of stories about this house. Uh, but the most prominent one is, do you guys know who the hat man is? Oh, shit. You saw the hat yeah, man? Yeah, he's the- Every uh, night. Every night. The shadow man. Yep, the shadow man. Shadow man wearing a little hat. Sometimes he's got red eyes. Sometimes he doesn't. But he's the hat man. And they call him that, you know, because he's got the hat. Right. So um, I lived in this little bedroom. It was a little bedroom that was connected to my parents' room by the master bathroom. So I lived in there. That was kind of the nursery. My sister lived in there after me. And every morning I'd wake up immediately, go wake up my mom. Ironic, because now I can't wake up until like 2 a 2 p.m. ever. But I'd wake up at the sunrise, go wake up my mom. And every night she'd always ask, you know, how did you sleep, honey? And I'd say, fine, but the man in the corner won't leave me alone. I always ask him to stop watching me, but he won't. And I, I, every morning I described that this man stood in the corner of the room. He had a hat on and he'd just stare at me all night. So my mom was like really freaked out. Did not want to say you know, admit to her child that she was fucking terrified because that would make me more scared. So she's like, no, no, honey, it's you're not seeing a man. It's just a shadow because there's a tree outside the door. It's just a shadow from the tree. Just your mind playing tricks on you. And I was adamant there was a man. But, uh, you know, eventually I kind of believed my mom. So I move out of that room. I move down to the hall to another room and my sister moves in there and she's an infant. And as soon as she can talk, the first thing she tells my mom is, as you guessed, right, mommy, who's the man in the room? and what the fuck no every night every oh, no. night he would be in there and so she would like complain to my mom like the man's in the corner he won't leave she wasn't scared of him like i was she was just like she, you know she was more of like confused than anything like why is the man in my room and uh she ended up telling she told me later that she became friends friends no fuck with that. this thing yeah my little sister oh, was like the God. stereotypical girl in a horror movie like on multiple occasions my mom said she like came into the room my sister was sitting there on the floor like cross-legged with dolls in the center having a conversation with an empty spot in the room that's some real like actual horror movie plot no shit, no 100 that's what i'm saying she's like the, she was like the little girl from a horror movie and she'd talk to these ghosts not to mention like you time. know like the family moving into a new home bit what yes, the fuck like the whole thing family moving in is old house really old house and you know it creaked in a lot too which didn't help um so yeah so my little sister would see this shadow man every single night and this this was fucked up enough that i repressed most of this stuff for a solid Mm, 15 years maybe and it wasn't until like my mother mentioned it to me when i was like 21 or something like remember Yo. you used to see the man in the room every night and it was like have you seen that adventure time episode where he sees the ghost and he's like this is going in the memory vault and <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah and it's like gone it was like that except like i opened the memory vault and all i just remembered all this shit and i was like oh my fucking god Dude, but it was it was specifically hat man 
specifically a hat man. Like the big and, wide brimmed hat. Yes, and it was a shorter brim hat in our case. But um, I remember reading something about hat man when I was a teen and getting really freaked out and unsettled, but I didn't know why. I couldn't, I was like, this is just really freaky to me. Um, there was a couple other times where I saw it in the house when I was older. When I was like 15 or 16, I was walking down the hallway. So these long, narrow hallways around like a grand staircase. And then there's a second staircase in the back. And it had uh, frosted glass. So you could kind of see, but not quite. And I remember seeing on multiple occasions um, a, a shadow, like a black figure with a hat, walking down those back stairs. So there was all sorts of stuff in that house. Um, two to three times a week, my room was at the end of the hall, this hallway opposite of my parents room and two to three times a week i'd hear very loud footsteps like boot steps like Whoa. come down the hallway very slowly and every single time they go and stop right outside my door and then oh, there'd fuck that. and there'd never be any footsteps leaving never but they'd God always damn. stop at my door and then a few very unlucky times they'd stop about five to ten seconds and then my door would creak open and then I'd hear three more done, done, no. done. So they would Dude, stop. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I had like my room was like set up. So if this is the door to the hallway here, there was like a little hallway in there that had a closet on either side. And then it stopped and then it opened into the room. So those footsteps would stop right at the point that opened into the room. Uh, we had all sorts of stuff happen in this house all the time. On one very unfortunate occasion, I still remember being scared out of my fucking mind. So I hear those three footsteps, right? And this has happened probably five or six times. So I'm used to it. I'm just like, just don't breathe. Don't say anything. Don't move. Like just freeze as long as you can, right? So I hear the three footsteps and then there's a fourth and then there's a fifth and then there's a sixth and I hear it getting closer to my bed and then they stop. And then about five to six seconds after my entire bed rocks as if somebody plopped down in the bed next to me on the other side oh no fuck that yeah, no dude. yeah no i just like the entire night i was fucking terrified so we, i had all sorts of stuff there's probably another 50 stories out of that house i could tell you uh but most of the cent activity was centered around the third floor and every once in a while in the house you get that really hot feeling on your back like someone's watching you right you get that sensation that uncomfortable kind of hostile sensation quite often in our house, uh, but the third floor was the worst. And that sensation, you'd feel it constantly when you're on the third floor. Um, the hallway up there was very narrow and did not have any ceiling lights. Instead, it had electric sconces on the wall. So you'd have to turn a little thing and it turn on a light and it illuminate a circle. And there was like six of those and it didn't illuminate the full hallway. So every time me and my friends would go up there, we'd basically sprint from each light to the next. So uh, your your friends were spooked by it too. Oh no, all my friends were spooked by it. Nobody would nobody would stay on the third floor. Everyone was like, so, out. so you you would you know as like a child or a teen or whatever like bring friends over and like weird shit would happen to your friends too. Well, yeah, sometimes, but mostly they were just they just got the sensation of being unwelcome or like they're being watched or just like they just felt really oh, uncomfortable. Fuck and that. Uh, that was all the time. And we would always go on the third floor. Because that was the only room in the house my mom allowed us to smoke weed because it was the only bathroom. Wait, your mom let you? <laughs> yes, because it was so it was the only bathroom in the entire house that had a fan. So of course we have to smoke in that bathroom, and that's in the <laughs> you know also opposite side of the house. Anything the history of the house? Uh, no, we, we really couldn't find out any history of the house. All I know is that it was built by um, some rich guy who was involved in shipping along the Ohio River. Um, the house was. 
gigantic. So this house was very big. It was probably 15, 16 bedrooms. <laughs> what's and that guy, what's that guy named H.H. H. Holmes? Say what? Was that guy named H.H. No, H. H. Holmes? It wasn't H.H. H. Holmes, no. <laughs> there were no murder traps. Um, there was a secret door in the house, but my parents got rid of it. There was a secret door that went from my closet to my sister's closet um, across across through, but they bored the I don't like that shit. Sucks. No, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, a secret door is so cool. I don't know why they didn't leave the secret door in the back of the closet. That's awesome. But, so, um, they were, so yeah, does your really family still live at that house? That no, we, we sold that house. We sold that house. Um, and yeah, when we were moving out, it was like the spirit was like pissed that we were leaving because that sensation you get only in the third floor was the entire house. And like the last few weeks they were there, our dogs would just be barking at just nothing all the time. We'd be in like the first floor and the dogs would just go crazy barking at the ceiling and shit like that. Um, it was wild. It was when we moved out, um, one of the movers went up to my mom and said, your house is haunted. Right. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? Right. Oh and she's like, like oh, that no. third floor is haunted. And she's like, yeah, why? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going up there. If you want anything out of that, if you want anything out of that floor, ask your kid to do it or ask this guy who is like the son of the mover. So was like, something was fucking it. with the mover. He was like, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah, I don't, know my pay grade. I don't think he saw anything or anything. I think it was just like I was talking about, like, the main thing that people would get is this really unpleasant feeling. Like, you know, like something bad. Like, you know, I, it's really hard to describe. It was kind of like a visceral reaction. Something like, you know, when you're being watched combined with just feeling unwelcome. It was just But this a, is like an adult man who's yeah, like this employed. Guy was in his 40s. This guy was in his 40s. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm just I'm not going up there. And uh, that was the reaction that most people had in the, on that floor is just simply like, I will not be up there. Um, the footsteps, though, were there's a lot of stuff. The footsteps were one of the most notable things. Uh, and it wasn't just me that heard them. Uh, when I was living in a different state, I was living in the East Coast. My aunt stayed with my parents for a while and she was in my bedroom. And like multiple times, she complained to my mom about my dad using the bathroom at 3 a.m. She's like, can't he just use the one in your room? And she was like, yeah, he he didn't. And she's like, well, I heard someone stomping down the hallway like Frank always does. And I heard him walking around on the third floor above me. And she's my mom was like, yeah, that wasn't him. That, that's not that's not my dad or, you know, that's not my father. So we had shit like that all the God time. Damn. When I first when we first lived in the house, um, we hired a nanny who quit because she said the piano was playing itself. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, this house Man, this house was just incredibly haunted. Um, but when I was moving out, you know, we had all that intense kind of hostile feeling. And my mother sent me to go get something from the third floor from the room that had the most activity. Um, which ironically, I feel really guilty now because a few Christmases before uh, my ex came and my mom made her stay in that room, like the <laughs> most haunted room. And she I didn't tell her it was haunted because she would have lost her mind. Uh, but she she was like, can I sleep in your room? Like, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable in that room. I just don't feel safe in there. And I was like, fine. So yeah, basically every single room. person that went to your house, like even if you didn't tell them anything yep. ghost related prior, they were like, no, fuck this shit. They were very uncomfortable. Man, on this the is way floor. beyond Nobody the realm it. of like, so there's basically this frequency that makes people paranoid and terrified. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Infrasound. From, infrasound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It commonly comes from like ceiling fans and stuff like that, where they're just you know cutting the air at a certain frequency that yeah. makes everyone terrified. No, no fans. But that is like in the house. 
that is so far beyond like like there are so many things that you describe that is like so far beyond like the possibility of it just being a frequency that freaked people out god damn what, what yeah. gets me what gets me is uh the the hat man yeah like we saw him a lot yeah no because that's weird because i mean there's so many accounts of people seeing the hat man yes and, and like not knowing familial. that it's like a universal experience mm-hmm. no until idea, like later on in life when they go on the internet or something you know what yeah. i mean and you know i've read into the hat man quite a bit and usually the hat man is matri- matrilineal um and usually people who see the hat man their mother and their mother see the hat man and i talked to my mom and she never saw it she never saw anything uh, she she pretty much saw no ghosts or anything like that until she moved into that house. And my dad saw a lot of stuff. My mom saw a lot of stuff. They haven't told me all the stories. Um, but yeah, like when we were moving out, she sent me to that most haunted room on the third floor. Uh, very, I was very uncomfortable. And I remember that sensation getting worse at the longer I was standing in there. You know, like it was like moving. Uh, I can me. like feel that in my chest. Yes, almost. you know exactly what yeah, I'm no, I know. That, I know exactly sort of visceral the fear response. And and I'm, I'm a really shitty person for doing this. Uh, but what I did, I couldn't think of anything to do. So I said, yeah, uh, like to the room, like, yeah, I know you're really upset. We're moving. Uh, I don't want to leave either. But hey, good news for you. Uh, there's going to be two 20 year old girls living in this room. So scare the shit out of them instead. And then it <laughs> stopped and went away. And I was like, I can't. Well, I mean, I think you know your your horror movie tropes because it's usually the girls they like to go yeah. after. <laughs> you the person, know, the person who bought the house actually, ironically, it never went after my sisters. My my middle sister almost never saw anything ever. Had almost nothing weird happen in that house. My youngest sister was the one who talked to the the hat man, um, and she also talked to the ghost. She said in her dreams there was some other weird stuff with that. But um, the guy who bought our house. Who knows what his fucking deal is? Unmarried guy with three kids. And for some reason, he had three au pairs move in with him. And it's like, yeah, yeah. He has one au pair for each kid. Right? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. And they're all going to live on the third floor. Like, like he was literally treating it like a servant's quarter, which I guess it was originally. And uh, I was just like, yeah, you can scare the shit out of those guys instead. Um, well, I mean, I at least it didn't like follow you anywhere. So obviously, no, it's something just with I don't that property. So. I, I don't think so, but I think there were more than one spirit in the house because there's that one that was really hostile, and then mm. there was, I think, the one that walked around. I'm pretty sure those were two separate things. Um, I think the one in the corner was probably the one that was on the third floor. Um, but other things would happen, you know, raps, knocks, uh, sounds from upstairs. But the weirdest thing was stuff would disappear a lot and it happened all the time i still have no idea where these things went to but i remember one time i left i had that old xbox dvd player so you know i had that green remote that came with yeah, the xbox. yeah. So i had this little yeah. table is a circular wooden table i set the remote on it i go to the bathroom i come back remote's gone and i couldn't find it i looked everywhere it was gone for about six seven months maybe longer into my little sister she's still like 10 at this point uh, my mom was complaining that a necklace had disappeared. And she's like, mommy, the ghost took it. And my, my mom's like, yeah, okay. I'm sure I just lost it. And she's like, no, the ghost took it. All you have to do is ask nice and the ghost will bring it back, mommy. And my mom was like, oh, okay. So I heard this and I was like, yeah, maybe the ghost took it. And this is like one of the most outrageous parts of this entire story. This is entirely unbelievable. But I, I kind of yell out, like looking around, like feeling like an asshole, like look around. I'm like, hey, yeah. um, Mr. Ghost, 
uh, could you please bring back my remote? I really need it to watch TV. Thank you. And then the next time I came in my room, it was back it was on there. the table. It was on no, the table. Fact, it, it was in the same when, fucking pot. The part for me is like when, when like children, like young children get in on it. Because they, they don't fucking know no. any better. Yeah. yeah, they don't know. Any, oh, it's so creepy. All right, all right, all right. All right, I all think, right. Let's uh, think, let's let's hop off. Let's let your next guest on. Yeah, yeah. I think Serena. Okay. Serena was having some issues with the computer, okay. but I think she's got it all on lock now. Uh, yeah. Wait. Hold up. Okay. It is wild. And all right. Thank you so much. For yeah. No. Me thank on, you. That was fucking dope, dude. I'm Wonderful glad to have you. Story. Yeah. No problem. I'm famous horse guy. You can find me on Twitch as well. You can't find me on Twitter because I'm banned for life. All right. Okay. I'll see you guys. <laughs> I'll be in chat. Bye. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get Serena. Oh, okay. No, sweet. you're good. Hey. What's up, you guys? Hello, what would you like to talk about? Okay, so here's my favorite all-time, like, conspiracy, like, ever, because it's so batshit wild. Okay. So how I figured this out was by, when I was, like, 16, by my, like, boss. When I worked at a hair salon. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how we got to talking about it. But she was literally like, hey, have you heard this theory that there is no real forest on Earth? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so it's like, okay, so literally she was like, okay, you have to go home and watch this documentary called There Are No Real Forests on Earth. And I did. Do I regret it? Yes. Did I rewatch it again? Yes. (laughs) So how does the theory go? How are there no real forests? How are they all artificial? Okay, so millions and millions of years ago, think of like Avatar by James Cameron to like level 10, where like every tree is millions and millions years old and they're miles and miles long and tall. I don't know how, but it is. Yeah. (laughs) But then all of a sudden a giant natural disaster came. They don't say it's like the Big Bang, but something happened and all the trees were demolished. Why? I, they don't say, but apparently. So, so this isn't like, you know, um, just the transformation of the planet Earth where it was like a, a whole like lava land and then later it oh, hardened no, 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 no. and it's not- grew. Like, like was this no, pre no, no, or no. post this dinosaurs? Like giant fire. They don't even say. They don't even say. <laughs> okay, okay. They they do. don't, no elaboration. <laughs> no, it, I don't even think that this person who created this documentary even thinks dinosaurs exist. So take that as you Okay, will. yeah. And um, so basically, this woman claims that there are no real trees and that all mountains and plateaus and mesas and every type of landform were old trees. Wait, I, I think I've heard I've something heard about this. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so pretty um, much... What is it? What is that one... It's like the Devil's... Devil's Tower. Yes, yes, yes. I have seen about how that's possibly an old tree. Yeah. So that's like the biggest one that they say that could be a tree. And like, if you go on like YouTube comments, everyone's like, it's definitely a tree. You guys are idiots. Blah, 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 blah. Science <laughs> is dumb. So they basically say that, but then they like this documentary takes it to the next level where they say like every mountain is a tree. Every okay. the Grand Canyon used to be a tree, but 
how that doesn't make any sense to me because it's like a hole essentially it's a, it's a quarry but apparently that used to be an old tree i don't know but it, the thing about this documentary that makes me laugh so much is that they say that like overpopulation doesn't exist climate change doesn't exist because because of this big fire there's only one percent of the world's like biosphere available so technically we have 99 percent of the world to populate and to grow and to do all these magical things with but it's it's like i i don't know does that just include the ocean (laughs) yeah so here's the thing they say that like climate change and global warming doesn't exist because these ice caps were not here before the fire and they only (laughs) quenched the fire and so it's solidified (laughs) at the poles and so that like I, I don't even know. It doesn't even make any sense. I like sat there and watched it like two or three times today trying to figure it out. And it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you revisited it. <laughs> what's, what's the name oh, of man. it? I, love... I think I want to watch it. It's called yeah. No Real Forest on Earth or something like that. You should be able to find it. It's been like re-uploaded like multiple times over the years because it'll get taken down because of like misinformation, obviously. But like, Is it just on YouTube? Yes, this, this is on YouTube, so it's oh, very easily yeah. it's very easily watchable. Trust me, it's not going to make any sense because it literally starts off with this woman being like, "The mind plays tricks." So does the eyes, things like that, <laughs> and, and it literally starts off. <laughs> it literally starts off with an optical illusion being like, "Well, children see twelve dolphins, but adults see two sexy people." like doing sexy things and you can't see the difference and i'm like yes you can see the 12 dolphins and you can see the sexy lady so i don't understand what your point is but the like topic at hand is about how trees aren't real yes and <laughs> so so then what what are the trees like i can't there's a tree right outside my house right now is that like did the government put that there it's a tall bush that's it oh okay that's it. it's a tall bush <laughs> it's just a bush so bushes are real but not yeah. trees. No, not trees, apparently. But then here's the thing, too. They go into, like, the California sequoia trees and all those in the forest out there. And they're like, well, yeah. those are real. Those are real trees, but those are nothing to the amount of what old trees you see. And they'd, they'd be like, well, global warming isn't real, but industrialization and cutting down all these trees were really bad for the environment, and we lost a lot of nature that way. So I... I I don't know what they're really trying to say, but they're trying yeah, to say something. Yeah, it's conspiracy contrarianism where, like, they have to go against any kind of mainstream narrative, but still will, like, bring up things that fit into mainstream narratives. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what I get. I, I really know. love the crazy deep lore ones. That's really no, the reason we started awesome, the podcast. No, that's awesome, honestly. Yeah, no, the yeah. ones where people be like, okay, trees? Not real. Yeah, I mean, like the um, what was it? The like, you know, the moon's not real. Like um, the ocean, like the the space, like space is water. That kind of shit, like just complete yeah. fucking lunacy. Hold on, give me one second. Okay, okay, I just heard slapping, and then give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry, my cat keeps like clawing me, and I'm like. It's, it hurts a little bit, but I don't anyway. even know where my cat is. She's out there vibing, living her best life. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I like to think of this document, like this documentary, I should say in quotations, as like flat earthers to like the next level, you know, where they got yeah. a little extra spice. They're a little bored. So they're like, mm, let's throw that in here. I think I think once you really like if you're a flat earther the farther and farther you go the more you think isn't real <laughs> like like yeah, there's so many layers to flat earthing yeah it's it's just a pipeline of weird conspiracies when science can easily figure this out and tell you a reason why but they were like I don't know there's it. a fucking tree outside my house right now dude <laughs> like <laughs> Your boss at a fucking salon told you about this? What was what was the boss like? She is like one of those like mega spiritual people. Like oh. crystals, fairies, like genuinely believes fairies exist. New age. Yes, absolutely. And she's like, she was like 35 at the time. So, you know, like her brain was developed. Fully developed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she like has a kid now and everything. Like she has her own business and everything. But she was like, "Oh, you have to see it." And I'm like, "Okay." And like, I I thought about this like five years ago, so I was probably like 16. And I'm like, even then, I'm like, "This, you gotta be fucking kidding me." <laughs> so, did she tell you to check it out as if like she wanted to awaken you to something new, or was it just like, "Dude, check out this crazy shit I found"? It was like. She put it like this. She was like, honestly, they make some really good points. I don't know if I necessarily believe it all, but like, they do a pretty good job at explaining. They do not do a good job at explaining <laughs> but you at all. You yeah. say that whenever they know what they're saying is insane. They wholeheartedly yeah, believe it, and then when they introduce it to people, knowing that it's absolutely batshit, they're like, I don't, I don't all the way believe it, but it's they make some good points. Right, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Like, she's really nice and all, but I just wouldn't take anything that she would say about conspiracy theories, like, seriously, because she, like, I could tell, like, she definitely believed it 100%. So, that's fucking wild. Yeah, I had a, uh, just speaking of um, workplace experiences with conspiracy theories, my first job was a subway. Um, yeah, we had this regular come in um and he he drove this van around town and this was uh this was 2016 so he he drove this van around town that said like trump will save us or some shit like that on the windows but he'd always come in and tell me about his next greatest conspiracy that he believes in um and you know it was always about like surveillance like specifically obama watching him at all times like he he like pointed at our security cameras like obama i'm on to you um but so yeah he was a regular he'd come in like maybe once or twice a week and just tell me about his conspiracies and i was just there to listen dude but um the the last conspiracy you told me about before i quit subway was that a uh, donald trump is transgender what do you think about that <laughs> i love it oh my yeah God. He, he thought he thought donald trump was trans because um because donald trump doesn't have any facial hair and it, it seems like Donald Trump is not capable of growing facial hair. Donald J. Trump, but the J stands for gender nonconforming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, 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 I used that. to have a coworker that was like into every insane conspiracy theory. And he was like, like 
he he's he's the kind of guy who walks into a grocery store and like yells about masks and how they're the new world order he he literally uploaded a video of himself from his truck talking about how he's fighting the new world order by not wearing a mask and uh this guy i like told him straight up that if i get the coronavirus vaccine and it poisons my rna and then 5g um like melts my brain and makes the world into a a a communist fascist hellscape that I will get a tattoo that says the deep state is real and I will Venmo him a hundred dollars. <laughs> and then his reaction to that was like, I'm not saying all this stuff is real. I'm just saying to keep your eyes out. Like, For I, what? like I, I, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, I ended up unfriending him after the longest time. Cause he was a great source of entertainment. He uploaded this video where like, uh, Alan Dershowitz was in it, and Alan Dershowitz was uh, uh, Epstein's lawyer. Uh, and I was like, "Bro, that's a child molester. You're posting about child molester." <laughs> uh, and eventually, he like the the thing that made me finally get rid of him on social media was that he said Andy No is the last real journalist. Uh, oh, and yeah. I was like, "One, I was like, one of you crazy assholes is gonna end up shooting me in the face. I'm good." gotta go sorry yeah i definitely feel like the like um like the gold mine of discovering new conspiracy shit and just all sorts of odd bullshit is in the workplace for sure oh absolutely because like that's where it's the common people you know it's not people who sit on the internet all day who believe this stuff because we are immune to bullshit like that it's the people who just do their nine to fives and go home and talk to their weird friends and that's where they get the most wild conspiracies and those are my absolute favorite they see like the one weird post on facebook and like everything's changed yeah it's all the real. people with the facebook real. boomer mindset Absolutely. yeah like even my grandma falls for the like whole like anti-mask whatever and like that woman literally never knew about any of this until she joined facebook a couple months ago and now yeah. she's like I don't think I need to be wearing a mask. I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Please, please wear a mask. What's yes, insane is people who lived through the polio uh, epidemic and don't believe in vaccines. Like, dude, you, you would be in an iron lung right now if you did not get vaccinated as a child. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, come on now. Like, she used to also say, like, oh, my, your mother almost died because of all these vaccines and antibiotics that might her doctor was giving her and then I took her all off of them and she survived. I was like, that sounds like pure chance, my friend. <laughs> that sounds like an allergy. Yeah. I, I like, my, my grandma's like woke as fuck. She doesn't fall for any of that shit. Um like my uh my my Bitcoin uh dark web drug dealer uncle like just very recently like I we're talking him. like the last two months um he was like trying to convince my grandma into Pizzagate because I don't know. I guess Pizzagate's still going on. What? Like people really? still yeah, are like into really Pizzagate. Pizzagate alive. Yeah, I thought Pizzagate was dead. I thought he was just queuing on now. But basically, he was trying to explain to her like all this Pizzagate shit. And my grandma like asked me about it because she knew like I was familiar with that stuff. And my grandma and I just talk a lot. And I was like, Grandma, no, don't fucking listen to him, please. So I sent her like this really good article explaining like what the fuck Pizzagate and QAnon was. 
and she read it all and now my grandma will just like text me like stupid shit people who believe in conspiracy theories will say <laughs> so my grandma's like woke as hell now oh i love that i wish my grandma was like uh oh god i'm so jealous <laughs> well here's the thing too it's like i am in the deep midwest which is oh yeah just the south 2.0 but we just have like beer cheese soup instead of like gumbo so yeah like, yeah you got like the, the drive through liquor stores yeah yeah we have a drive through drive through smoke shop at like in my town so oh we only yeah, have one yeah, of those on our yeah the only drive through smoke shop we have in washington i believe are on reservations oh yeah no wisconsin is pure we don't give a fuck out here it's pure chaos. <laughs> oh it's yeah, just pure chaos You're living in the land of Dahmer and Gein. Dude, yeah. I literally could drive up to Gein's, well, the house where, the land uh, where it was at. Field. It would take me like 45 Ooh. minutes, not even joking. That's fucking sick, honestly. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And then, like, I live, what, like, probably 45 minutes away from Milwaukee, too. So everything Dahmer is, like, right there for me to just take all in and soak up all the cereal killer juices it's great it's grandiose i guess my flex is uh like when i went to college the prison where gary ridgeway green river killer oh you know because he's still alive he's still in prison so he his prison was about 30 minutes away from my my university oh so i was about 30 minutes away from like the living green river killer oh that i love that oh now i gotta come visit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, back to my grandma, she can even tell you stories about Ted Bundy. Oh, really? Yeah, um, her very close friend, Janet, because, you know, that's an old lady name. Uh, Janet mm-hmm. knew Ted Bundy uh, when she went to UW, so. Oh, my God! Yeah, yeah, oh. it's super crazy. Didn't your aunt almost get killed by a serial killer or something? My aunt? No, I when I was in um, elementary school, my, my friend at elementary school, her aunt was killed by Gary Ridgway. Uh, so yeah. her, her her aunt he was, was a, prostitute. a highway killer, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a highway killer, and he only killed prostitutes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so I I was like ten at the time, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> but I didn't realize like how fucking crazy that was until I got a little older. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? Oh, you I mean, what, like you know, we're Washington, Wisconsin. We got all the like all the good shit, all the good serial killers. I know. It's we, we got the best, and then I we have the decent school sh- not the school shootings, just public shootings. We had a lot of religious shootings back in like 2013 too. So if you want to add that to our lovely list of um, why you should definitely visit Wisconsin if you want to die, how far we gotta were shut you down from... the Midwest. Wait, wait, wait! We how, just, how, like, how far away you like from Kenosha? How far from Kenosha are you? Um, I'm probably like an hour and a half, not during rush hour, like away from Kenosha. Oh shit. Why? That's where uh, that kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, that's where he, he shot those protesters. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I feel, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Wisconsin's got to be like one of the wackiest fucking states to me. Oh, absolutely. Because everyone's drunk as fuck here and you can't get in trouble for public intoxication for anything. So you could be high on crack walking through Walmart and you cannot get in trouble for it. So... I, mean, yeah, that I wish cool. I were high on crack walking through Walmart. <laughs> that sounds like a good night, dude. Actually, you know what? That's just my Thursday nights. <laughs> Once I got really, really, really fucked up on vodka and took an Uber to Walmart. 
I used to work at a gas station, so, like, I knew a lot of the local crackheads and, like, crackhead dealers and stuff like that. Like, I can almost guarantee you that every KFC, there is a drug dealer inside, and all you have to do is ask. <laughs> Easiest thing. Specifically KFC? Yes, KFCs, because I used to work right next to a KFC, and literally every single employee would be like, just walk inside if you need. And I'm like, uh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> Holy shit. They're like... I could literally be like, hey, you got shrooms? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Like, it, it's that insane how Wisconsin is. Like, I, I used to work at the grocery store that was by the bridge and the bus stop, which were, like, the two main convening places for the uh, ruffians there. And, mm-hmm. like, we got the weirdest people coming into the store at, like, midnight. Like, I got a guy once who was, like, like fucking six foot 13. Um, like just like always drunk and this guy came in and he said uh i want everything in one bag but don't fuck my food up because i'll fuck you up and so i fit this massive amount of food in the bag so i i managed to get every everything stacked in one bag and then a can of tuna falls from the top of the stack to the bottom of the stack and there's just like a moment of silence where we're both looking at each other. And he, he just like suddenly starts like hyperventilating and getting really angry at me. Uh, then this this little old southern lady that I worked with chased him out. Like oh. like she oh. she walked up to him and was like, you need to apologize. And you need to leave. And he like started saying sorry to her. It's It's like one of those things where like some southern old ladies just give you the fear of God. Oh God, I I idolize that woman now. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I've never been in like the South or the Midwest. I've only been, I mean, like California South, but not like Texas, Alabama South. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I don't. I would love to go, but I would not like to stay there very long. Austin's the- chill. They got a really good music scene. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I would love to go down to the, their underground scene, but nah, everything else is no, thank you. I think oh, that, dude, I used to do the house shows. Fucking blitz. God, I miss I it. Yeah, I miss that too. There's, there was a pretty good Milwaukee underground scene going on for a while, and I was like so close to joining it, but then COVID hit, and then it kind of ruined all my plans for that. So yeah, I went to all these house shows, and I was all excited because I was finally back on the house show track, and uh, fucking COVID hit, and now I am living in a city with one of the greatest music scenes in America, and I cannot do anything except sit inside. Oh, that's totally. I think my my brother does house shows. My older brother, the one that recently Hell got yeah. in a bar fight with the with the Proud Boys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, his his eyes all fucking busted up. Basically, like where I live, there's there's like just a a war every single night at one of these bars between like the punk scene and the Proud Boys. <laughs> so it was pretty funny on on Christmas. Like my brother's got this big fucking bandage over his eye because he got fucked up. Um, and of course he was like, oh, you should have seen the other guy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was funny as how like my grandma comes downstairs and she's like, oh, Andrew, you need to stay away from those proud boys. They're no good. <laughs> my... proud boys. No, my grandma fucking hates proud boys. So I love that. For her. I'm so proud of her for that. Yeah. Uh, I I'm think not going like... to lie. Your grandmother sounds fucking rad as hell. She's, she's fucking awesome. She honestly. Punk- 
punk as hell. Punk as hell. Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, have you ever seen, have you seen uh, Orange is the New Black? Yes. You know the, you know the nun on there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she reminds me of my grandma a lot. Like, she's, like, down with it. She's, like, very Catholic, but also, like, down with the sickness, you know? (laughs) I love that. She's, like... Yeah, Northern Catholics are, like... Before she beats the hell out of somebody. Some of the most, like, uh, uh, progressive Christians. Like, something I've known is... I've noticed is the stark difference between Northern Catholics and Southern Catholics. Like, Northern Catholics are, like... You should protest. You should feed the, you know, feeding the hungry is the number one priority and to, and to love thy neighbor. And then Southern Catholics are like fucking cultists. Yeah. No, my, my grandma's like a hardcore Bernie bro. Like she, my, <laughs> my grandma fucking loves Bernie Sanders. Which she's the most Catholic woman I know. So. I wish I could say the same for my household. Oh my goodness. It's I'm only surrounded by Trump supporters or Trump sympathizers. Even down. Yeah. Well, hey, own... hey, hey. <laughs> Wisconsin went blue though. True. True. Thank God for that. It was a it was a close one, I would say. We that like, was pretty Yeah, very rad, thin but... margins over the election. Yeah, if it wasn't for Milwaukee and like I think Green Bay, we would have been totally screwed. Like, thank God for Milwaukee, even though that place is like a dumpster fire going starting to implode. I still love it. <laughs> Dude, Trump like could have won very easily. All he needed to do was run the checks, just fucking just just give the people money during the pandemic and oh, yeah. uh fix Flint's water. Like if he fixed Flint's water, he would have won Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I thought I thought isn't the water in Flint like better but still bad? Pretty much. Yeah, and like the damage is already done. Like there's an entire generation of young poor people who have brain damage. Oh yeah. I mean I was like I was hoping someone would come on here and like mention uh uh some more cryptids, but the shit all reminds me of uh the the Flatwoods monster. How like oh. basically yeah, basically everyone who saw the Flatwoods monster, like the town it was in, they were basically like all huffing fumes from the coal mines or some shit like that. So they all like likely hallucinated the Flatwoods monster. So I'm just saying like maybe we'll get some more cryptid sightings in Michigan if like everyone's poisoned. You know what I mean by that logic? <laughs> probably, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like a sad reality. But probably, yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lead poisoning is one of the main reasons why, well, it's hypothesized that lead poisoning is one of the main reasons there was a huge crime wave in the late 80s to early 90s. Well, um, what's his fucking name? Henry. Oh my god, he's the confession killer. Oh, I can't even look at Oh, the, the, the drifter? Yes. Henry Lee Lucas. The guy who... Oh, yeah, in yeah. the interview, he was like, I just hate women. That's no, why Henry, I kill. I just don't Henry, like Luke, Henry Lee Lucas had severe lead poisoning. Like, severe, severe lead poisoning. And that's that's kind of like a... I mean, he also had, like, you know, a ton of, um, like, household abuse and, and shit like that because his, his parents fucking sucked. But And, like, brain damage from that abuse, right? But, like, also... Because he was basically, like, living in a fucking shack, and he was, like, drinking out of this, like, stream, 
and he had like very bad lead poisoning. Like they, um, I think they did some kind of, I, I don't know, like just a, um, like a clinic checkup on him or they checked his blood levels and all that shit. And like the, the, the lead in that man's body was like permanent. Oh God. That's so bad. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a real thing. Oh yeah. So we'll, the, the effects of Flint will definitely live on for generations and generations. And then a couple of decades, they'd be like, oh, why didn't America do this? America sucks so much. And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I, it's awful. Yeah, you know? I think, um, yeah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I what was it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. Something. I mean, if, if that's the effects, I mean, maybe we'll get some more cryptids. But um what was it mike bloomberg who like set up a office in flint oh yeah and i got his fucking windows broken yeah yeah mike bloomberg mini mike as as said by donald trump he set up a a campaign office in flint and it got it got quote-unquote vandalized didn't it look like it was like a full of shit like it was staged vandalism yeah it was one of those things where the glass was broken on the outside yeah, or uh, like the graffiti, it was on plywood that they put up against the building, and then the graffiti was on yeah. the plywood. It's it's like that old guy who wrote like "Blacks Rule" in spray paint with a burned flag <laughs> yeah. on, his, on his in his driveway. driveway. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That is truly like <laughs> "Blacks Rule." Who, <laughs> only an old ass man would consider that like. <laughs> That's what the kids say now these days, right? Yeah. Black you know, the kids these days with their TikToks and blacks rule. <laughs> blacks rule and whites drool. <laughs> Hell All yeah, right. brother. All right, well, we'll jump. I think that we should be doing this like every 10th episode. Like 20, yeah, episode just, 21, we could do a live one. Just do a it. fucking a Twitch freestyle. Do it. Yeah. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, like I know, um, like last podcast on the left, they'll do like relaxed fits and side stories and shit. So this could just be one of our like spinoff episodes. Do it. Yeah, I gotta start listening to that podcast. Like I, everyone keeps recommending it to me, but I just haven't put the effort into doing it yet. They're they're fucking awesome, honestly. I love them. But like, if you listen to any of their episodes, like before 2016, their humor is very edgy <laughs> and like it's it's oh. but like like in today's standards it's like very offensive and pretty like cancelable but mm-hmm. i can understand that because like 2015 was like 2016 was definitely that time of like i'm it was, me. I'm cool. so it was ex- yeah it was yeah. very accepting at the time yeah i think we'll i think we'll call it good i mean honestly for like our, yeah. our first try i'd say like two call-ins like fuck yeah let's get it hell yeah all right Thanks so much for listening. Uh, next week we will have our regularly scheduled content. Um, but yeah, this has been cool. This was a fun little thing to try out. Uh, I hope you like it. If you're interested in participating in the next one, uh, please hit us up at our email or Twitter. Our email is deepstateofmindpod at gmail.com. And our Twitter is deepstateomind. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, you want to be on, fucking go for it. We're going to be doing this for our 21st episode as well. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah, a uh, big shout out to Famous Horace and Serena for, for making our Coast yeah. to Coast special, not a complete fucking flop. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. there for you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it, honestly, because that would have been really fucking embarrassing if we didn't get anyone yeah. in. <laughs> No, because I woke up for my nap and I was like, oh shit, they're streaming. And I had like run and get my stuff together. I had to be here. <laughs> I'm very touched. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's no problem. All right. And All right. I mean, honestly, thank you. Like we got we got like way more fucking viewers for this stream than I was expecting. Um yeah. and it's like really cool, honestly. Um, thank you all for watching. Um, I get I think we'll keep the 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 VOD up for it, but we're also gonna be splitting up this episode and editing it to actually be a podcast episode on like Spotify and Apple, yeah. all that shit. So, I mean, if you came in a little late and you want to see more, I mean, it'll be up. So yeah. Thank you again for, for tuning in everyone. Peace. All right. Okay. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>